0: Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace. Got a real treat for you today. There's a couple of titles that are coming up, and we have the writer, and and really the person who who really brought this character to life, because she started as the character in the CW universe. Nicole Maines is uh, generous enough to join us today. Nicole, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: It's such a unique connection that you have with this character, right? So you're you're cast as a character in the show. You bring her Mm -hmm. to life. And then that eventually leads to really bringing this character to life in the pages of a comic. You, you, you helped write the, the first time she debuted dreamer debuted in a DC comic you were a- involved. Can you talk a little bit about transitioning from bringing this character to life in live action to actually bringing her to life in comic books and kind of steering her uh, on her journey in DC comics?
1: Yeah. So this sort of all came about um, early early, 2020, um, I knew that Supergirl, the show, wasn't going to last forever, but I felt that this character was so cool and so groundbreaking and meant so much to so many people, myself included, that, uh, I, I, uh, with a, with a help of, um, our, our DC correspondent on the show, um, I set up a meeting with some folk with the with the fine folks over at DC Comics, <laughs> and I pitched an ongoing for Dreamer, uh, because that's how little I understood about the comic realm. I was like, "Hey, I, I I never written before. I don't. This character has no history in the comics. What about an ongoing?" Um, and they had told me that you know we have a young adult graphic novel line that's, that we're looking for more material for. Uh, we don't have a story about sisters. And is that something that you would be comfortable writing, uh, a, a dreamer graphic novel? So the graphic novel actually came first. Um, and that has been as everything else has come out, has constantly I've just been working on and tweaking and, and it's been under construction the whole time. So it's very, very bizarre uh, to, to, that this is finally coming out. Um, I'm excited for people to read it, but it doesn't feel quite real yet just because it's been you know, under construction for almost four years, um, for four years actually. Yeah, it's February. Um, so I'm very excited, but, uh, but that's how that sort of came about. Uh, and it was not what I was expecting uh, even with the pitch for the ongoing, I, I think I was just sort of like, I think I expected like, oh, yeah, they'll find a writer who would who would like this idea and wants to do it. Um, I don't know how I thought that was going to work, but um, I'm very glad that it didn't and that they asked me to do it.
0: Well, I think it goes back to something you said earlier, right? Like you knew how important this character was to you, right? You know, a trans <laughs> character, you yourself being trans speaks to a lot of people uh, yeah. and, and comics have the ability to do that as well as live action. So you didn't want this character to just be, be forgotten, you know, just be a, yeah. character in a sci-fi show. But honestly, when you sit there and think about it, who, who better, right. To to continue the adventures of dreamer than, than yourself. I mean, there's so many similarities, you know, I mentioned the, the YA graphic novel that's coming out and dealing with sisters. What, you know, you're drawing on your own life experiences to some extent for this graphic novel yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a sibling. I have, I have a brother, um, and our relationship isn't anywhere near as toxic or awful (laughs) as the one between Mia and her sister. Um, but I think any sibling understands the feeling of competition, the feeling of, you know, who's the favorite child, who's the good child. And, and I, and so that was something that I was able to draw on, but, um, it became more, a story of found family and the importance of, you know, especially for queer people, the way that we choose who our family is. Um, and that's something in the graphic novel that is, that that's one of the biggest uh, story points is, is Nia sort of agonizing over losing her relationship with her sister and, on her journey, she finds some, she finds like, Oh wait, this is what that's supposed to feel like. This is what that relationship is supposed to be.
0: Yeah, And again, I think it, it inspires and and it's relatable. And I have to imagine, you know, your casting was announced. I remember there was buzz about it. Mm -hmm. Then you must've had fans coming up saying, Oh, I saw you on the show. Thank you so much. You're inspiring. But I saw you at San Diego Comic-Con this uh, last year, 2023 as well. You know, as being there as not only as the the person that played uh, portrayed Dreamer on the TV show, but but also you at, at that point you'd had a few comics under your yeah. belt. And I did see your line, and people were coming up, and they just seemed so excited. What was that experience like? Do you find that people are still relating to Dreamer and inspiring and feeling represented and feeling seen?
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes me so happy to see how many people are excited for this character and and to see that community grow and to see how many people are are loving her and loving this version of her in the comics because it is different and 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 that was i think the scariest part was okay i knew people were familiar with dreamer from the show but this is an entirely different character almost it's an entirely different continuity uh so much that she doesn't have the super friend she doesn't have brainy she doesn't have Supergirl, who a lot of her storylines depended on these other characters um and so it it was something that I was afraid of that I was going to be like oh or am I not going to be doing justice to the version of her that people like but I kind of had to make my peace that she's she's just under different circumstances I know who she is at her core, i know what she's about, what she feels. um but given just different circumstances, she, it has sort of branched off into this entire i mean, the dreamer from the show would never have been on the suicide squad. right. So it's very, I mean, now we are in completely uncharted waters. Uh, So I'm very, very thankful that people are bearing with me and are seemingly still on board. I haven't like, I haven't quite lost anybody yet. So I'm, 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 I'm very thankful that people are um, willing to humor me.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's one of the th- trademarks of a good character, right? That there can be different versions because really we're talking about three versions, right? Like the YA graphic novel, oh. which comes out on April 2nd, everybody, um, you know, that's a kind of a different version than, than we had on the live action, which is again, mm-hmm. a different version that's in the main DCU, that's in this suicide squad dreamer story that you're putting together, uh, which comes out of the recent uh, Titans beast world event, which the main event was written by Tom Taylor. We got to talk about Tom uh, a little bit because when you first were getting your feet wet, you, did, you know, didn't really know what you're doing. Tom was the person that, that co-wrote with you. I can't really think of somebody better than Tom to kind of show you the rope. So yeah. uh, talk a little bit about that uh, collaboration.
1: So I love Tom. He's great. And he, I am so endlessly thankful for, and he has given me some of the best writing advice that I've ever gotten. Um, his willingness to read it read my draft and and give me feedback um I'm very 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 grateful for him um one of the things the best piece of advice that he gave me was he said use your best ideas now don't wait because there will be other comics and you'll come up with other ideas but they're not doing you any good just like sitting on the back shelf of your brain like oh I could do this a little bit like use what you have now you'll come up with something else later um so that was really really helpful um he's just really he sent me um he sent me a message after he, um he read the graphic novel um that was very very sweet and I was just really really touched that he liked it and, and yeah this he's just he's just a cool person and I'm very thankful for him
0: Yeah. He's, he really is such a, such a great guy. And, and really, I mean, the comic book creator community is such a great community that you're kind of becoming a part of, um, still, still nervous. Are you starting to feel a little more confident in your writing skills? I know at first you were like, Oh my God, I feel so lost. What am I doing? I I think I was on a panel at San Diego that you did. And you were like, man, I was, I was writing so much and it was, there wasn't enough room and it was just, yeah, learning the ropes was a challenge.
1: Yeah. No, I'm still there. Um, like I just I felt so bad uh they were asking me for my first draft of Suicide Squad issue three uh and I was like here's the first half of it <laughs> <laughs> the other half I don't know <laughs> we're we're coming up with stuff as so it, it is really really scary and I'm trying to like get into the mindset of like a first draft's only job is to exist and I'm, I just like write a story that I feel good about but I'm so I want this to be so cool and I want it I have all of these ideas in my head and I know what every character wants and I know the things that I want to do with them it becomes the conversation of exactly what you said I'm like oh do I have enough time Mm -hmm. to fit all of this in 80 pages 80 pages is so much less than it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And that was my problem in the graphic novel too. They were like, yeah, you have just under 200 pages. Uh, tell this whole story. And I was like, oh, great. I'm gonna, you know, do that. Oh, the amount of stuff that winds up on the cutting room floor because you just simply don't have time for it is is that is what I'm finding is the most difficult part of the medium because there is no such thing And this is something that my friend Brad Michael Elmore had told me when I first got started. Um, he was like, you have to remember, it's not like film. There is no such thing as, you know, Oh yeah. And he walks over and picks up the glass and he takes a sip. It's walking over is one panel, picking up the glass is one panel, taking the sip is one panel. That is a hard thing to, I think, still sometimes wrap my head around. Um, And I'm getting better, I think, at letting the reader fill in some blanks where I'm like, I can show the cup on the table and then in the next panel he can be drinking it. And I don't need to fill in the blanks of him walking over and picking it up unless I'm unless that's a specific dramatic beat, then, then that's a different story. Yeah I think the hardest
0: thing to get right and I tell us to to uh people who are starting out is the is the pacing because yeah it's the the limited real estate and yeah letting the art do some of the heavy lifting but again just so everybody understands when Nicole mentions 80 pages so uh it's a four issue 20 pages each the first issue comes out March 12th uh and I want to go back to something you said earlier the the dreamer from the TV show would never be on the suicide squad. Amanda Waller is such a big part of the, the comic book DC universe right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so was this idea of her being on the suicide squad? Was that something editorial came to you with uh, speeding out of beast world? Was it something you were thinking about? Like talk to this us was, about specifically this series.
1: This was something that I have wanted to do for a really, really long time. And it was something that Paul Paul Kaminsky and I were sort of going back and forth about. Um, and then when, I, we were trying to like come up with like what it could be called. And I threw out the name Dream Team. And he was like, Oh my God, that's it. Perfect. Yeah. That's it. so it was something that I wanted to do for a long time because I just was like, okay, she's this new player in DC, in the DCU, and she can see the future. And if that's not an asset, that Amanda Waller would want for whatever reason. Then I don't know what is.
0: Yeah, brilliant.
1: Uh, so, so I really, really want it because I, and I wanted to bring Dreamer into this darker sphere anyway. So I just thought that it was a, re- it would be a really cool story um, to have a character like Amanda Waller sink her teeth into, you know, the the new kid on the block.
0: You're not making it easy on yourself, though, challenging, because now not only do you have to write Dreamer, you're writing these other characters as well. So yeah. how, how have you found that experience, you know, writing Harley, writing Deadshots, some of these other classic Suicide Squad characters?
1: So Harley is really fun. Um, and I got to get my feet wet a little bit in the back uh, the story that I did um, for Harley Quinn 30. Um they, they asked me to do a little story about Harley Quinn's dreams. Uh, and that was really, really fun to do. So I got to get my feet wet a little bit with writing Harley and loved it. And I think she's just a character that makes sense to me. So getting to write her again has been really fun. Getting to write her with Dreamer is, is very like my own dreams come true. Uh, so that was very fun. The thing that surprises me the most is how much I like writing Amanda Waller. Mm. Um, she is kind of becoming the main character of the story more so uh, than, than dreamer Um, because I think she's an interesting character. I think that we have a tendency to talk about her exclusively as a villain, especially as she's taking this new role in the DC universe. So one of the things that I got to do, um, especially in issue two is, go back in and reemphasize how human she is and remind everyone that this is a woman who has both loved and lost uh, an incredible amount. And everything that she does comes from this desperation for control. And it all comes from a place of fear. And that is something that I think everybody can relate to. And everybody can understand. And I just think as we're gearing up for more stuff in the DC universe, taking a moment to remind everyone that Amanda Waller isn't this black and white character. Um, for me, it was fun.
0: Well, I think she's one of those characters. I'm sure you've heard this, this adage or, or cliche that uh, every villain thinks they're the hero of their own story. Yeah. Never more true than with Amanda Waller. She, she believes she's doing the right thing.
1: Oh, but does she?
0: Maybe she knows she's crossed that line. Is that something that we're going to be possibly, we don't, again, we don't want to spoil, (laughs) but.
1: (laughs) But that's the, but that's the question, you know, um, you know, at what point do you realize you've crossed the line and do you own up to your shit? And you're like, hey, guys, that was too much, and that's on me. Or at that point, you just double down because you're here now. What are you going to do? Apologize? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've already crossed the Rubicon, so to speak. Uh, Well, again, everybody, April 2nd for the uh, Dreamer Young Adult graphic novel. Can't wait to check that out. And uh, you need to put in your order now with your comic shop. Uh, Final order cutoff is coming up soon for the Suicide Squad dream team. uh, First issue of the four issue series, March 12th. The first issue will be in comic store. So again, Nicole, it was fantastic chatting with you uh, as we're winding down here. Anything else you want to let our listeners know?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, Yeah. Just, uh, please stay tuned for more dreamer. Um, if you want to see her in more stuff, keep talking about it. I want to see, I was just pitching the thing yesterday on Twitter. Um, I want to see her in like video games and stuff. Dreamer and in Injustice. Oh, yeah. would, would I want cool. to see like, let's, let's start making more dreamer noise. Cause now that she's a part of like some bigger stuff, I'm like, let's see her in some different mediums.
0: Yeah. She's definitely a character with a, a lot of potential. So can't wait to see uh, what happens yeah. uh, again. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And to you listeners, we want to say thanks uh, for joining us as always. We appreciate the support and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple.